Okay, so I want to ask you to indulge me so I can talk for a few minutes about Bruce Springsteen. I've long been a fan of Bruce Springsteen since my college days, and as his music has evolved and changed, my affection and interest in his music has grown also. Not long ago, though it feels like eons ago because it was pre-COVID, Ginger and I went to see Bruce Springsteen on Broadway, where he played many of his songs and told stories about his life. It was a great and memorable experience. Bruce Springsteen tells this story about how Clarence Clemens, the great saxophone player, came to join his band, became part of the E Street Band. Bruce says, one plus one equals two. That happens every day. In fact, we all know that formula. It's basic math. One plus one equals two. It's not magic. This is the formula for the grind of life. One plus one equals two. You get up, one. You go to work, one. You go to bed, two. But, Bruce says, when one plus one equals three, that is when your life changes. You see everything differently. You get a different perspective and everything's new. Springsteen continues, these are the days when you are visited by visions. When the world around you brings down the spirit and you feel blessed just to be alive. It's the essential equation of love. In fact, there's no real love without one plus one equals three. It's the essential equation of art. It's the essential equation of rock and roll, he says. It's the reason the universe will never be fully comprehensible. One plus one equals three is the very reason life is so magnanimous and beautiful. So Bruce Springsteen, the boss, says when Clarence joined the band with his powerful and big personality and saxophone, it was that kind of equation. One plus one equals three. And their journey and their legacy followed. We all mostly live in a one plus one equals two kind of world. We live mostly day to day with a one plus one kind of mindset. Wake up, one. Do our thing, one. Go to bed, two. We assume life unfolds a certain way. We remain limited by certain expectations. And yet God and faith and grace and Jesus keep trying to remind us of something else. There's always more to the equation. It's like with God, one plus one equals three. 
God is always present and God is always at work. We belong to God and our lives are about loving and serving God and that changes everything, kind of like one plus one equals three. In fact, if you think about the very story of the Bible, it's never one plus one equals two. If that was the case, the people would never have survived. If you think about Abraham and Sarah and Moses and Miriam and David and Goliath and prophets and kings and people, it's never one plus one equals two. There would have been no story. God holds it all together. One plus one in the Bible always equals three because God changes everything. Because of God, we see things differently. God always makes a way. The world is always full of God. The essential equation includes God and God's love, and that is still and always true. We think life is just a simple equation. One plus one equals two. But then when we know that God will not ever let us go, that changes everything. When we know that God is always present and at work, that changes everything, making life magnanimous and beautiful. Thanks be to God. There's a story about Ruth and Billy Graham who were driving in western North Carolina where they had their home and they encountered several miles of road construction. There was one lane traffic. There were detours. It was a little frustrating. Finally, they came to a road sign, and Ruth Graham turned to her husband and said, those words on that road sign, I want them printed on my tombstone. And the words on the road sign read, end of construction, thanks for your patience. Life is a venture with God. We're all under construction, and patience, patience is a key piece of the venture, especially for faithful people. Patience is our subject today. I suspect that we have all been struggling with patience. So many issues about this pandemic have exhausted and frustrated and worn out our patience. When will life feel back to normal? When will we get a vaccine to all the people we know? When can we feel free to socialize and return to worship and life and joy together? The issues of racial injustice, especially as we mark this week the anniversary of the death of Ahmaud Arbery, have challenged our patience. The continuing challenges of white supremacy, massive economic disparities, polarized politics, the climate crisis, all these issues that need immediate attention and change, they all challenge our patience. And certainly, we have our own personal questions. 
When will I feel strong again after the surgery or after the therapy, perhaps? When will I know the real prognosis and its effect on my life and my family? When can you get some truth so you can get on with your life following a recent transition or a maybe recent setback? When will your child find a way out of the current trouble? When will this heartache cease? When will you be able to get pregnant? Perhaps that's your question. Find a new job. Perhaps that's your question. Sort out the anticipated future that you are imagining. These are all real questions. We all have issues and concerns that make patience so very hard. And in fact, we're all dealing with anxiety and grief and trauma and confusion and fear and pandemic and a myriad of other circumstances. Patience is especially difficult when we stay centered in a one plus one equals two world. So I want to read two short passages of Scripture today. First from Romans 12, 12. Rejoice in hope, be patient in suffering, persevere in prayer. And from Galatians 5, 22 and 23. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. This is the word of the Lord. I want to focus our thoughts on two things today related to patience. First, and I am sincerely speaking to my own heart and my own life, we need to remember God's care God's promises, God's presence, God's love, God's light, God's ways all move us from a one plus one equals two equation to a one plus one equals three kind of existence. It's why Paul says what he says. Rejoice in hope, be patient in suffering, persevere in prayer it is because the things that are going on the grind that we may feel the burdens the grief the trauma the confusion that is ours that is not all that is happening we are part of God's magnanimous world and God is at work and God will not let us go Therefore, we can, and actually we must, be patient in suffering, persevering in prayer. Life so often does not unfold on our own timetables, according to our own well-constructed plans. Life unfolds. So living by faith always includes waiting. And it always includes patience. We trust, not just in our own abilities, in our own actions, 
not just in our own certainties, but we trust in God's abiding care and goodness always at work in us, through us, around us, and as Roger likes to say, often in spite of us. God is with us always and forever. God always prevails. Unfortunately, we are, most of us, not so good at this faith and patience stuff. We want to keep moving. We want to get there. We want it to happen now. We want to be in control. We hate waiting. We are inherently impatient. To be stuck in traffic, to be in that long line at the grocery store, waiting for someone who's supposed to be there and is running late, sitting at the doctor's office, dealing with Lent in the middle of a pandemic, hanging on through the long weekend, wondering if it's going to be malignant or benign. We cannot stand to wait, to be patient. We want to get on with things. And especially, we want to get on with things that seem out of line with justice and righteousness, God's justice and God's righteousness. We still have people questioning the recent election results. We still have people struggling so bad from the pandemic trying to get a vaccine. We look around and we see lots of areas where we do not want to be patient. We want, us, we want things to be set right, made whole, made good, made better, made just. We want the divisions to fall away. We want black lives to matter we want all lives to matter we want joy we want justice for all God's children everywhere Paul says rejoice in hope be patient in suffering persevere in prayer because this is God's world this is God's world and God has God's timing and life always includes faith and patience and waiting. We have to keep practicing it and we remember, we remember one plus one with God equals three. It's not always comprehensible, but God is always at work. It may not always be on our time and we're frustrated, but God keeps working God's purposes out. It's not always how we might want it, but God will never let us go. That's the promise. Patience is how we're called to be in suffering and persevering in prayer. Second, patience never means passive even as we practice patience in our suffering and persevere in prayer, we have to keep on doing justice, loving kindness, and walking humbly with God. Jesus, remember, came to bring about the reign of God in the world, the kingdom of God, the emergence of peace and joy, love and light, justice and hope for everyone. That was his mission. 
We have to be patient in our suffering until that rain comes fully into existence and forever. We have to wait and we have to watch and we have to practice patience as faithful disciples knowing that God is bringing all things in God's care and in God's time. But we're not passive. We're even called to be passionate passionate we keep pursuing love over hatred light over darkness good over evil justice over injustice hope over despair passionate pursuit of that is our calling maybe the best example here is martin luther king jr's letter from a birmingham jail there's some biblical scholars who have said that this letter from 1963 so faithful so full of God's spirit and power should be part of the Bible it's that important here's an excerpt from King's famous letter for years now I have heard the word wait it rings in the ear of every Negro with piercing familiarity this wait has almost always meant never we must come to see with one of our distinguished jurists that justice too long delayed is justice denied the nations of asia and africa are moving with jet-like speed toward gaining political independence but we still creep at horse and buggy pace toward gaining a cup of coffee at a lunch counter Perhaps it's easy for those who have never felt the stinging darts of segregation to say, wait. But when you have seen vicious mobs lynch your mothers and fathers at will and drown your sisters and brothers at whim, when you have seen hate-filled policemen curse, kick, and even kill your black brothers and sisters, when you see the vast majority of Negro, Negro brothers smothering in an airtight cage of poverty in the midst of an affluent society, when you suddenly find your tongue twisted and your speech stammering as you seek to explain to your six-year-old daughter why she can't go to the public amusement park that has just been advertised on television and you see tears welling up in her eyes when she's told that Fun Town is closed to colored children when you have to concoct an answer for a five-year-old son who's asking daddy why do white people treat colored people so mean there comes a time king says when the cup of endurance runs over and men and women are no longer willing to be plunged into the abyss of despair i hope sirs you can understand our legitimate and unavoidable impatience The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience. Paul says, be patient in suffering, persevere in prayer. But that does not mean we stop acting. It doesn't mean we stop advocating. It doesn't mean we stop striving or working for justice and peace, for God's better plans for all people. We have to be passionate followers doing good work for God. That's always our calling. Remember, friends, with God and by God's Spirit, with faith, by God's grace, one plus one equals three. We seek to be patient in suffering.
But we also keep serving, working with passion and perseverance, like Jesus, for God's justice and joy for all God's children. This is our commitment. With patience and with passion, trusting God and serving God. Amen. Let us pray. God of mercy and patience, we're grateful for the many ways you care for us, the ways you provide for the needs of your people. Thank you for your patience with us. Make us patient with one another and even with ourselves. And then, O oh God, by your Spirit, also fill us with passion, passion to follow Jesus as we work for your promised and hopeful reign in fullness. Amen.